Hi! Welcome to What You Reading, Dude. It's Lauren, Lisa, and Jamie. This is our time to catch up and share what we've been reading and inspired by, hoping to stir some deeper conversations. No one person has time to read every book or listen to everything, but we figure this is a good way to trade ideas, expand our horizons, and maybe inspire you as well. Just a reminder, this is for us, this is for fun, and we are not experts. Enjoy! I just essentially saw it was like 30 minutes until we were going to leave and just hit play on this audiobook that I've been listening to for a while. Okay, cool. Um, it, it's been kind of like, it's a really good book. Um, it's called The Worthy Project. It's by Meadow Deaver. Deaver? Meadow. I apologize if I pronounced your name Sorry, wrong. Meadow. I really appreciate your content. <laughs> um, so this book is all about um, knowing your value and, you know, separating that spiraling of unworthiness and the negative self-talk that happens whether or not you're really paying attention to it and actively shifting that to a worthy cycle where you're, instead of doing the negative self, self-talk, are coming to yourself more positively. And it, it's coming from a place of n- really knowing your value and your worth and mm-hmm. not in a way where it's like, I'm the shit, you know, <laughs> but, but just like, I'm just as equal of worth as anybody else walking down the street. Mm. And, you know, have that Mm. help channel yourself to realize that, A, like, you don't need other people's opinions to define you. Like, you get to define you, you know? Mm. But then how that helps you know your value and then achieve your dreams. Um, Yeah, so I I don't know. I've been diving into it, and I'm not finished with it yet but there's a lot of beautiful imagery happening yeah about like you just got to this part about your inner flame and so she was relating it to a birthday candle where you know a birthday candle in the right circumstances could burn the whole house down (laughs) but when it's like a little flicker you need to protect it you know to keep it alive and so it just goes to that metaphor of needing to train, you know, that kind of inner, yeah, that inner child, that inner self-talk that is your worthy cycle Mm -hmm. and help build it up so it becomes a strong flame, you know, but doesn't need to, like, I guess, overtake your house. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Something you said reminded me of this. I wrote this down in, like, my notes app sometimes. Like, little phrases just come to me, and I'm like, I need to write that down. I wrote, um, you don't need to understand what I'm doing. Like... And my point was like, I've I've got I've got some inner calling that I'm trying to work out, and I always feel this need to make it make sense for other people. Mm. Oh yeah, or like what is so and so gonna think of me doing whatever weird mm. thing that I'm doing, painting and putting it on Instagram? <laughs> I'm like, they are doing their own thing. Yeah. Like they don't need to understand whatever passion or purpose I've got that I'm trying no. to work out. I just need to no, they don't. do my own thing. And I was like, okay, that's like a good mantra for me. Definitely. To keep in my brain. They don't need to like explain what I'm doing no. all the time. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me, I learned that pretty quickly after I got tattoos for the first time. Because everyone's yes. always oh. like, what does that mean? Why do you have it? 
why do you like what does that mean to you and I'm like it doesn't have to mean anything to me I just wanted it like you don't have to understand why I got my tattoos yeah I think that's why that saying came up for me is that this tattoo that I just got is super meaningful to me and I don't need anyone else in the world to understand Mm -hmm. it Mm. I always just lie whenever strangers or honestly even friends who I don't care to explain everything Mm -hmm. to ask me I'm just like oh I liked it that's why I got it, because yeah. I liked it. It's like, you don't need to know. Like, that's a very personal thing yes. to be asking someone. I can keep some And, like, they can tell myself. you. Totally. Right. Like, I'll tell you if I want to tell you, but otherwise, like, yeah, no, no, no disrespect, but, like, back off. <laughs> totally. I, I actually was thinking about that today, um, driving home from a store and seeing a bumper sticker where it, it was one of the, like, Christian um, fish uh-huh. stickers. Yeah. And... I, I was thinking about that, how I, I went into this, like, spiral of, like, would I ever do that? What would I do? Blah, blah, blah. And it, it just it got me to the, a similar point with the tattoo where some people, when you're an outsider looking at that, it feels like a message for other people. But sometimes that, whatever it is, wherever you're putting that, you know, even on, if it's a sticker on a laptop, whatever it is, sometimes it's... All my stickers. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Well, it's, like, more for you sometimes, you know? It's, totally. like, that, your reminder. It's, it's yeah, not, like, yeah. hey, world, this is It's you know, a message I for me. I just like mm-hmm. stickers, okay? Oh, and I'm I into like it. I like all yeah. of my stickers. And sometimes so you're okay, Jamie. Yeah, sometimes your point, like, maybe something is not super meaningful, you just liked it, and sometimes it is super meaningful, but you just okay. don't need them to know. Ooh, yeah. And it's yeah. something I have to keep in mind, too, like, whenever other people, like, because I ask some people sometimes, and I'm like, did I do that? Because it's I really hate it when people ask me that. Mm-hmm. So it's just something to keep in mind for myself too that yeah. I need to be better about. But it just it makes me think you of, don't need to know. Yeah, mm. and it makes me think of um, that kind of situation that some people I guess assume, and it's when if I'm asking you about your tattoo, I'm entitled to give you an interpretation on it. When you have not asked me for an interpretation, you know, like yeah, yeah, you know, like. Because some people start, they're like, okay, well, now that we're talking about it, I can critique it. And it's like, no, we're not here for that. I didn't ask for that. You're just kind of butting in. Yeah. Yeah. I remember a person in my life not long ago was, like, asking something about my day. He was just, like, I think he was just trying to make conversation, but it was, like, kind of too deep for the headspace I was in. (laughs) And he was, like, you know, something. He was, like, well, what? was the best thing and the worst thing that happened to you today? And I was like, I don't need to answer that. And that's what I told him. I was just like, I need to protect my, like, energy right now, and I would love to have this conversation maybe some other time, but this is not the time for me. And it just reminds me that, like, just because someone asks the question doesn't mean that you need to answer it. I resonate with that so much because I always feel like a jerk because, Uh you know, it's like someone's asking you and for some reason you are obligated to answer them and you're not. And there's nothing wrong with being like, no, thank you. I don't want to. Yeah. But you feel like this. Well, okay. I can't speak for everybody, but it, it has been a learning process for me to feel okay with putting that boundary up. Like mm-hmm. my my inside is fine with it, but then that negative self talk is like, wow, that was so rude. They just like asked right. you what your best part of your day was. All they yeah, just asked now, question. Right. Yeah. And now you're being a bitch for like not wanting to share. Yeah. And it's like 
I need to protect my energy right now, and I don't feel like I need to answer that. Mm -hmm. And I love once you exercise that muscle, and mm -hmm. it becomes less like, oh gosh, I'm terrible, and more just like, I feel great, because I didn't get roped into whatever that was, have it go south, and then me feel really crummy for the rest of the day <laughs> over something I never asked for, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can only, like, invite so many people into my kind of inner sacred space. And just to, like, randomly invite some person I don't know that well, it's like, well, I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this. Yeah. It's like, it's like boundaries in a very different way than I have ever experienced before. See, I, I really love living in a city. And this comment is going to be pre-pandemic applicable. But, totally. You know, I, I, I love, you know, walking around, like, having random encounters with people I don't know, mm -hmm. bus things. Like, the commute is always fun, you know. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I do get a number of those interactions um, on the bus or, like, with public transportation. And there's nowhere to go, you know? Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, no, thank you. I'm not going to answer that, you know? And then you're just, like, sitting there. Right? Like, you're like, oh, oh, I have ten more stops until mine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, Damn. I feel like any one of us could go on and on about different weird bus interactions. So true. I like, Getting off too early because yeah, you were like, no at, more. At points, yeah, it's just like, I am going to get off now because I cannot be a part of yeah. it. Yeah. like a captive mm. member in your audience right now. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm thinking of this one time in particular. I was on the bus going to work. Uh, you know, I get on I used to get on the bus pretty early, so there were a number of options. And so mm -hmm. I just sat down next to someone I thought would be, like, a safe choice. Long story short, got, like, roped into this very personal conversation w way too early in the morning. I was going to say, in the morning? <laughs> yeah, oh, God. And no like, one should be talking in the morning. It, all my bus experiences have been afternoon, and I'm thankful for that. Yes. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it just, like, it went in the direction wow. I was not expecting. And... I mean, like, th this one, it started with, like, oh, I see you're not wearing your headphones, and I'm like, oh, God, yeah, <laughs> and then it turned into, like, let me show you a picture, and I'm like, I don't want to see your picture, yeah. you know, and then after a while, it's like, I gotta get off this bus. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I feel like I'm at a risk being late to yeah. or whatever in order to get traffic jam. out of this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in the morning, that's rough. I feel like there should be a sign on the front of the bus in the mornings that just say, this is quiet hours. <laughs> we don't talk. <laughs> I know. No conversations. Talking. I don't even like when two people get on the bus that know each other and are having a conversation. <laughs> I'm like, this is a library. Oh, this is quiet time. I used to ride the bus with three of my coworkers, and I mean, the bus that I was on is every five minutes, so like sometimes all three of us would be on, sometimes just like one or two of us. Mm -hmm. We just pretended we didn't know each other until we got off. I and think then that's we appropriate. Talked, once we got off, we were like, hey, how's yeah. it going? And I think that's appropriate the in the morning together. It was not about to mm -hmm. like... Now in the afternoon, that's a different, different. story. Energy's yeah. If different. you know someone on the bus, go ahead, chatter yeah. away. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing worse than like, well, A, someone trying to have a conversation with you in the morning, but B, like, two people right next to you having an animated conversation, and you're like, 
I just want to listen to my podcast quietly. <laughs> I'm not even awake yet. I just end, end up eavesdropping. I'm just like, and then what happened? Like, well, I, I do, I do, but I don't want to. Yeah, totally. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I want to. Yeah. Depends on what they're talking about. Then I'm like, yeah. I will say when I was, um, yeah, I think in grad school, working, like commuting in for like my summer job. Uh, it was the same time when all the Amazon and yes. Facebook, like mm-hmm. all the summer interns were there and they oh. just filled up the back of the oh bus God. and it was like, they're all talking. Oh yeah. And it, it, it kind of oscillated oh from like, please stop. This is super annoying. Yeah. Like, I want to hear everything. <laughs> right. Like there's clearly drama and I'm here for it. It was A plus people watching. I have oh to God. admit. So nice. Like kind of sad when it ended, but I remember so much of like that commute just being like, oh my God, guys, read the room. <laughs> this quiet hours. Take your youth energy somewhere else, please. Yeah. It's quiet hours on the bus in the morning. Yeah, for real. Well, cool. Was there any other insights that you had from that book? Okay. What was it called again? Oh, The Worthy Project. Worthy Project. Yeah. Because I swear the last, like, 15 minutes I listened to, I'm only on section two, and I already feel like I need to take notes. Like, it's highly recommend. And I will, okay, disclaimer, I do have a subscription to Audible. We are not sponsored by (laughs) (laughs) This is money out of my pocket. I've always thought about it. I did like a free one and I was like, I do like this. I've used but I was also in there. like college and was not willing yeah. to pay. Yeah. You sit here and there for like the free random books. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is an Audible original. So it is free. Oh, okay. That's I, very nice. So basically, yeah, I'm in that situation where I got the free trial and then have just never canceled yeah. it. And so I have credit. I've... I have some credits saved up, and I'm, I'm trying to get more into it because especially as we're working from home, I am so lonely. Like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, I need the chatter and the, the chat chat. Yeah. And podcasts are great, but I, I feel like I just oscillate between music, podcasts, and then now audiobooks just as different mm-hmm. noise. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you just need something else that's yeah. not whatever you've been listening hey, to. I get that. Yeah, but what I haven't yet really dove in to find yet is I need like a good mindless fiction audiobook to listen to. So if anybody has a suggestion Ooh, sounds like you need <laughs> Harry Potter. Yes. yes. Oh. Ooh, Ten you should share. Ten. You should share. Yeah, wait, yeah. I want to hear all your thoughts. Oh, and we should also tell for listeners that Lauren <laughs> has read Harry Potter now for the first, first time in her life. Finished the seventh book. Yay. So I am officially done. My no God. longer Two a Harry ago. Potter virgin. <laughs> I wish I had like written down all my thoughts as my I was. God. I should have like recorded, like yes. <laughs> recorded all Voice of my memos. like like as I was yeah reading it. Wow. Okay. So spoiler. The end of the sixth Big spoiler. <laughs> the sixth book. If you have not read these, <laughs> like I had not, just turn, turn the podcast off right now. <laughs> I had maybe like five minutes. Everyone is so surprised that I didn't know any spoilers. The only thing I knew was that I did know that Harry and Ginny ended up together at the end. Oh, you did? And Ron and Hermione ended up Oh, you knew that. Okay. I did know that. I think it's just because, like, when everyone was talking about it in high school. Yeah. Of course, the only thing that was going to stick out in my mind was a romance. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. I didn't know that, like, you wouldn't 
officially know that they were together until the epilogue of book seven. <laughs> <laughs> Dragged it out. Uh, <laughs> anyway, one makeout in seven. Spoiler. Book. Okay, so at the end of the sixth book, when Dumbledore dies, <gasps> Snape kills him. I was oh like, God. this is over for me. Yeah. I was yeah. like, this is. I was like, up so until gross. the very end, I was like, okay. Snape is still a good guy. Mm-hmm. He's a double agent. This is fine. He's a double double agent. Like Extreme quadruple agent. <laughs> yeah. Nobody I is. was like, there's a plan. Dumbledore trusts him. There's a plan. And then at the end there's of the sixth book, I was like, well, he just fucking flew off with the Death Eaters. I was yeah. like, well, maybe I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I really thought maybe I was wrong. And then I kind of forgot about it all through the seventh book. And then at the very end, I was like, I was fucking right. right. I was yeah. right. You were right. But the whole seventh book, I, like, did not see it coming. That at the very end, Snape oh, would turn out to be a good guy. Mm. And I love that, I mean, all the characters are so complex. And you're just, like, unpeeling all these, like, layers from them. I love that there's no, like, true good guy or bad guy. Like, even at the end, the Malfoys were like, what is happening? <laughs> but, which, like, you would think they're, like, the ultimate bad guy. Yeah. But I love the I'm Snape sure story. Know. I love that he ended up being in love with Lily the whole time. Yeah. Um, also, Harry's dad is kind of mean. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And. Yeah. That's a hard one to sit with. And it still gets me. I'm like. Yeah, yeah I mean, him, but yeah, based mm-hmm. on the just, books, he's, he was kind, kind of a dick. Kind of a dick. Yeah. But also, I, I have to keep reminding myself that he was 21 when he died. True. So he was in high school. Yeah, I know. And they I was had a literal nice child when they were 21 years Could old. Could you imagine? Oh and that gosh. they were like full adults. Yeah. At 20. Like, excuse <laughs> with me. Careers. Oh, yeah. Imagine yeah. having a child at Thousands 28. of dollars. I know. <laughs> Like, we're so babies. Um, what else was I going to say? I will say myself, the biggest part of that book that got me, not the biggest one because there's 100,000 parts, mm. but, and I hope it really happened in the book and I'm not making this up, but I love that Neville got the freaking sword at the end. I fucking love Neville. the snake. Neville is my favorite character. Stand by that to today. Close second is Ron. And, then and I Neville's grandma out. is an yeah. MVP. Right? Yes. <laughs> the family oh is God. amazing and they deserve all the respect. And then also, Fred dying literally killed me. I had to put that book away for two weeks. I couldn't do it. That was very upsetting. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe you let. Oh, what I, what else I was gonna say though is like, I just I do truly love that each character is so complicated. Like Harry's not perfect. He's kind of annoying. Especially um, at the beginning of the set when it's just him and Hermione running oh, around. Him and Ron he was have so like such a complex yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, You don't understand me and Ron's like, You don't understand me and I'm like, guys <laughs> communicate <laughs> and Boys, you can understand children. <laughs> Harry is seeing things that he doesn't necessarily want to see. <laughs> Ron, like, just trust him. It's not great. Dumbledore told him some things. Anyway, I do like at the end that, like, Dumbledore is not fully perfect either and, like, went through some rough patches. And I think that really upset Harry to realize that he wasn't, like, some perfect. Mm-hmm. It's really funny it's, Harry. It's almost like when you realize that your parents aren't perfect yes. and that they are just humans too. And they may have had a past that they're not proud of. And still to this day may make decisions like with Dumbledore and the ring. Like he yeah. put the ring on. So 
I have a thought on that too, and we don't have to dive deep into uh-huh. this, but it does make me think about too when you kind of see. Well, I, I think about religion, and I think about yeah. when you're kind of when you're a child and everything like makes sense in your kid brain and stuff, and then as you get older, you know that you start to hear some things, and it it, it really like it can make you really reflect on mm-hmm. the community you're in and this like perfection that you've been told what you believe is in and I feel like that's very much like plays into that kind of the religious undertones that some people would argue are in the book series you know Mm -hmm. I think I see a lot for sure for sure yeah so that just makes me think of that where it's like that and like you're saying with the parents where it's kind of an earth-shattering moment but then you need to like pick the pieces back up and realize that like everything like Dumbledore was still no less of a man because oh, yeah. of that. You he know? was still fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And that's and fun. he yeah, right. And he showed so much remorse, which is different. He like the difference between Dumbledore and Voldemort is that like Dumbledore made mistakes and had remorse and like felt horrible to head go. And that's what made Dumbledore Voldemort as, like eventually what got him was like the inability to show remorse. To have any remorse. Yeah. Ooh, I always, I, I think about that inability for remorse and and how, like, when it's a learned or kind of a coping mechanism that happens over time versus, like, something that you might be born with. And I don't know. I don't know inability to have remorse? Or remorse? Inability to have remorse. And kind of on that same note that, like, lack of empathy like yeah you know yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. something like I got you where like Tom Riddle like wasn't he an orphan mm-hmm. right so like I I don't know his I don't know his story <laughs> Tom Riddle no, no I'm not Tom Riddle yeah he yeah, is Tom Riddle to you. he was an orphan yeah, yeah. but I, I think that, like I really appreciate when stories pick away that like someone is pure evil because I think of some of that some of those behaviors being something that developed throughout your life as mm, coping mm-hmm. mechanisms, defense sure. mechanisms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't mean the outcome is any better. It's not like, oh, it's fine. Right, it does not people. forgive yeah. the outcome, but yeah. it, it does make sense as to how we got there. But we're yeah. each, right, we're each, like, given a set of a life that we did not choose, and, and it, it's up to us to figure out, like, what we do with that situation yeah. we it's were given. like... Okay, I listen to My Favorite Murders, one of my favorite yeah. podcasts, and they talk about it a lot in their longer episodes with, like, serial killers or whoever they're talking about that week. Like, sometimes they'll go into the backstory of who the murderer oh. was. But then at the end, they always make sure to point out, like, okay, yes, it was awful. His parents beat him, and he was molested as a child. But there's so many people out there whose parents beat them and molested them who are not and they people. did not. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very important yeah. that, like, yeah, you can feel bad for this guy, but do not look past like there are do many not forget outcomes. that like, everyone else yeah. does mm-hmm. this too there are like, many ways so to react to, yeah. to something like that yeah, yeah. that's a good point mm-hmm. wow yeah it's <laughs> over it's, it's over. over well you said watched the movie yes the movies are tonight okay. I um I'm sad that I never get to like experience it fully for the first time again you yeah. will when I when you do it Lisa and I didn't find someone else who hasn't experienced it I Good luck finding it. <laughs> yeah, right. I need to. Um, I would love to read through them again at some point, or maybe just fully listen to all of them on audio. I listened yeah, to the first yeah. two on audio, 
and then switched over to I did that in grad school and it was nice because well I think I only read them all I probably finished my sophomore year in high school reading them so it was maybe like I guess it was like six years between my first read and like the second audiobook full read through but even then there was so much that I forgot about yes. and it was like really fun to experience that and like for knowing that yeah. yeah and knowing the end and being able to Mm-hmm. pick up different yeah. things there's oh, just yeah. there's so much there's like the fifth and sixth books really the fifth one with all the prophecies there's so much that you don't understand yet right and as I'm reading it I knew like oh this has to be important because she wouldn't put something in the book that wasn't important but I don't know what it is yet mm-hmm. yeah but now you do you can watch I the dots it. connect <laughs> I'm excited for I'm super proud of I'm you. I'm excited for you. <laughs> also, it did not take you long at all. Nine months. I feel like that was a long enough time. I took plenty of breaks between the books, which I think was nice. Yeah. I didn't race through them. The pandemic pick. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I told, I mean, Blair has been telling me, Blair, my roommate, has been telling me as soon as she found out, whatever, three years ago that I haven't read them. Mm-hmm. To read them, and I was like, I just know as soon as I start them, that's all I'm going to want to do, and I was like, I this needs to be, like, the right time. Yeah. And I'm glad Pandemic was was a good time to do it. And I also got a couple other books sprinkled out in there. Yeah. <laughs> just smart, too. I don't know. It's, yeah, I like how you spaced it out, and you didn't binge them, which I'm a fan of. I don't like binging things, so. I know. It. It's hard not to binge, but I just know that I won't get as much out of it mm. if I do. Yeah. I feel like I started to speed through them when I was reading. Like, uh, there's so much dialogue in the book. I feel like I missed some details and was just I, dialogue hopping at that's, times. That's what I do at the end of any fiction book. I just am like, I gotta read this so fast, I wanna know what happened. And then I'm kind of like, Ugh. I probably missed so much, right? But it'll just give me more to read when I read it again. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what's next for you? But what? <laughs> yeah. What's Do next you in your life? life? I'm trying to think, like, did you read Twilight? No. Don't recommend those. I'm not. Don't I'm, do that I'm one. not interested in Twilight at all. Don't do it. Um, Or Fifty Shades, no. Oh, I never read um, those, but. Yeah, fiction-wise, I don't know. I, I'm, I would like to hop back into my book, my book club, like, my official book club. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I can't remember what they're reading for the next month. I need to look it up. I like having like a fiction book going at the same time as my twelve nonfiction books. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> it's a I break too. I like doing fiction right before I go to bed, and so you know, Brene Brown is just a bit much right before you go to sleep. Oh my God. <laughs> it wakes me up. I'm like, yes, Brene. What? Oh my God, I can't track of all of this. And then I think it was shame, and that's not yeah. something I think of. I know I've been reading that book Burnout and it's mm. oh yeah it's really good the only time that I have been penciling it in has been right before bed and that's not the time to read it and so and you're like oh yeah burnout yeah. you have to like figure this <laughs> out oh, it's time to sleep yeah. yeah and then by the time you wake up it's like oh I don't even know yeah I keep rereading the same couple <laughs> paragraphs like yes. stress is different than stressor I've like gone over that exclamation okay I get it I think what I need to do is maybe set out a time on the weekend to read. After work, I think I just, you know, I Netflix, I do my stuff, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Relax. 
Decompress. Decompression book. I don't know. That yeah, fiction great. in the evening, I'd say, is a good call. I agree, Lisa, though. I'm trying to figure out, like, what the best time for, like, nonfiction type, like... If you ever figure it out, let me know. Like, what I've been reading the same book for, like, nine months, and I'm only yeah. halfway through. <laughs> the only thing that I found that I do really like is... Uh, I feel like I'm plugging Audible, but I, it's just <laughs> something I've been, like, trying to get into lately. But I will have an audiobook playing when walking or running. Kind of yeah. similar. I've been doing that with podcasts as well, but that's that's kind of the only time I feel like that's I work it in. 100% agree, but that's also the only time I can listen to podcasts. Yeah. Because I can't listen to podcasts during work. I just can't do it. I get too distracted. So then literally the only time you listen to podcasts is you gotta catch up on the podcast. Doing dishes mm-hmm. and walking. Yeah. So then when am I supposed to listen to audiobooks? Same thing. I know. I couldn't listen to an audiobook in work. That would be even worse. Oh, I would yeah. just sit there. I keep. I think that's why I'm only on Watch section it. two of this book right now. Is I keep replaying the same thing over I and used, over again. Yeah. I used to do that kind of book. What would you call it? Self-improvement type? Self-help. Self, yeah. I don't like the personal growth. Personal personal growth. Personal growth. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I used to do that, like read... For 10 minutes before work just as like a oh in the morning yeah okay. just like a little journal a little like growth <laughs> <laughs> but I have started working out again in the morning so then it just seems like there's yeah. too many things going on yeah. in the morning so I'm like trying to figure out when I can bring that kind of book back in maybe lunchtime maybe, uh, that's what I was thinking but I always I just am so bad about filling my lunchtime with I read a lot of fiction during my time because I'm just really I need a break done work. with the day yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm already done and don't want to be here break. anymore mm-hmm. I, so I do some nice easy fiction then and it really helps I need a decent amount of time to just let my mind wander and not have it Still, targeted at yeah, anything I very much enjoy not thinking yeah I think I'm my lunch break either gets filled with me mindlessly, like finally texting people back or looking up whatever I was thinking about during work or mm-hmm. or it's like silence time you know yeah. especially on days where it's like a lot of meetings yeah. a lot of zoom lunch doesn't really feel I should throw a caveat in there there are four out of five days of the week i don't do anything during lunch except nap so Ooh, i recommend yeah. that more than reading a fiction <laughs> book but when i yeah. actually get adequate amounts of sleep then i'll breathe <laughs> yeah. i also love the idea of doing that while doing the dishes and like cooking I don't. I don't think of yeah, it often enough. Yeah, right? cooking is a good. Wait, cooking is a great time. Yeah, I'll play it sometimes when I'm doing meal prepping, and yeah, it's great. <laughs> I do like listening to a podcast or something while I'm meal prepping. I do a lot of music then, but music it's is nice to right. But it's nice to have podcasts sometimes. Sometimes when I'm listening to music. And then I have headphones on, and then I feel like forget I have a roommate, and then I'm like <laughs> dancing or singing, and then I'm oh, like, oh hell my god, yeah. this is embarrassing. Hell yeah, <laughs> some podcasts are good for that. Did you have Did you have a podcast that you wanted to talk about today? Okay, That's a, okay. I'm sure expert. Mm-hmm. I'm very behind on everything in the universe. I'm about two years behind. This is fine. It's still relevant. Um, so March twenty eighth, twenty nineteen. Okay. Um, with John Kim. <clears throat> give us but I the, think what I liked most about it, he's like a life coach slash therapist slash, I think he wrote a book, but his book is, I'm assuming at least geared towards men because it's about like, I want to say it's about like masculinity or something like mm. that. But yeah, he's basically a therapist, life coach person. 
But I really just loved listening to his story because I can't even remember what he was doing, but like he was like working in restaurants and like in his 20s because his parents owned a bunch of restaurants and he like didn't really know what to do. And I just really love stories about people whose lives were completely trashed in their 20s and mm. went spiraled out of control and then they like rebuild themselves in their yes. 30s. Those are my favorite stories. I think I remember this. It's going to need more recommendations so, on those. Right. So like that is what I'm super into because I am not happy with where my life is right now. Yeah. So it's nice to hear like, oh cool, he didn't realize until he was 29 that he wanted to go into therapy, so then he went to grad school. I don't even think he was done with his undergrad. Like, he went wow. back to school at 29, or I think it was 29. I don't know. Go listen to the therapy podcast to find out. <laughs> this is not fact based. Yeah, the facts are not relevant. In the middle of the divorce and, like, mm-hmm. and therapy, and when he was in therapy, he was kind of, like, working with this therapist try- trying to figure out what he wanted to do, and then he's kind of like, well, I want to do what you're doing. So then he went back to school to become a therapist and then kind of stepped away from therapy because basically a lot of therapists in their profession burn out really quick and really easily mm-hmm. because obviously it's a lot to like take on other people's issues. And he also didn't love how therapy was so based on here I am like telling you my problems and the therapist just kind of like nods along and like maybe gives a couple recommendations, but that's it. So he kind of switched from therapy to more life coaching, where, like, he's there to give people advice or, like, talk people through their problems versus just, like, listening to it. Interesting. So I really liked that. It was really fun to listen to, and I loved it. I want to know more about life coaching. What takes a good life coach? And what I I feel like the impression I've gotten is that you need to be super successful before you become a life coach. And I think that's a, a misconception that yeah. I've just made in my mind. You know, I don't know that anyone was like, this is true. But I, I think about what, what would I want in a life coach, you know? And I'm like, I would want someone that I felt like their ambition is matching where I want my ambition mm-hmm. to go, you know? Um, so more of like a mentor kind of thing? Possibly, but I, you know, I don't know. I'm thinking about this right now. This is a hot take. Hot take on life coaches. I always saw life coaches as, like, honesty straight BS. Like, I always saw life coaches as, like, oh, you're, like, an Instagram influencer who, like, thinks that you know everything and can life coach me. Um, So I thought it was interesting listening to him, at least, and his background, very specifically, in therapy, and he still does it. And he's still like a licensed therapist. Like that's kind of yeah. the life coach interesting. that I would It'd want. Be nice. Same. Like you said, I mean, I've never been to therapy, super interested in it, but have never personally experienced it. But I think I am more interested in someone who can give more feedback on mm-hmm. what like my problems in life and where I should go. <laughs> a big part of therapy is like for the therapist just to stay unbiased. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's not what he does. Like, he doesn't want to stay unbiased right. in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I feel like it would take a very particular person. Like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'd have to have a relationship with them or see them. Not a personal, but trust. something. Trust, yeah, trust. for sure. Yeah. And I think I need to see them for a while out in the world before I'm like, this is, yeah. A, I will Take trust you money. in a world. <laughs> I, I want more yeah. of you in my life. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it, but in a way, it would be nice to be like for career life coaching, for instance. Yeah. Being like, these are my problems in my current profession, and here are my interests. Like, could you help me brainstorm maybe some other career options? Mm-hmm. I do. Or yes. just things to like. I just feel helpful. like we kind of get pigeonholed into different careers because we just don't really know what else is out there. Right. It, or have someone aside from maybe friends that can help us brainstorm. That's why I think the line between like life coach and therapist mm-hmm. is. At least mm-hmm. from my experience with therapy, I have gone is like I like if I go there and say like I'm unhappy with my career, they'd be like, okay, well, what can you do about it? What can you do? How can you brainstorm and puts, instead of like let's brainstorm together? Puts the pressure on yeah. you to figure out. And I very much have enjoyed therapy. I yeah. just, it was fascinating to listen to a therapist talk about where therapy is, doesn't yeah. go right. And it definitely, yeah, it depends what you need individually, what you totally. resonate with. Because yeah. sometimes, like, that, that discussion on, like, my job is fine, but I kind of feel a pivot in my life coming up and I don't know where it is like sometimes it is the soul searching well I'm I'm gonna put it out there I'm gonna guess that there is some level of soul searching that needs to happen no matter what Mm -hmm. but then at other times you don't know what you're looking for and kind of in the way when you don't know something you don't know the questions to ask like that level where you're like I don't even know know where to start yeah yeah and I could see like I would like a human database where I'm like here is what I'm feeling. And you're like, oh, here are some <laughs> careers that match that. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Here's a next step that you can yeah. think about. Especially because, like, Lauren and I have an architecture degree, two <laughs> undergrad and two, master's. Too many architecture <laughs> Um And so there, there are a lot of skills that come with that that yeah. go beyond just your nine-to-five architecture job or, you know, doing contracting and... But it's sometimes it can kind of be hard to see the possibilities with that, totally. and it's nice to have somebody else come in with fresh eyes and be like, "You could be a great marketer." You yeah, know, you yeah. could do UI design. I thought that too about the. I mean, we listened to a podcast that you sent me, a financial one lately, where the woman was talking about student loans and like kind of dissolving the shame around that. Like it is what it is. There, you can't go back and make a different decision now. So. The only thing you can do now is pay them. <laughs> it's just True. Or avoid them. Or avoid them. Our condolences to anybody paying students. Yeah, and just somehow move forward. And I was thinking about that with the architecture degree, degree as well. And that, like, I'm not super happy in architecture right now. But also, that's fine. I got the degree in architecture. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing architecture right now, mm-hmm. and that is what it is. But... But also just kind of accepting that and being like, well, what about that degree could I use in a different way that, like, brought me skills that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise? Yeah. And I think I think that degree is, is really cool. It's unfortunate that it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really unique in our – we're, like, exploring problem solving in a way that so many other degrees don't. Like, in a very yeah. spatial, tactile way, which is cool. And I'm just like, how could I how could I just kind of 
divorce myself from architecture. I still love it, but just kind of think out of the box as far as like what skills do I have now after going to six and a half years of school that maybe other people don't have because of this like uniquely spatial visual yeah. arts degree. It's very unique. It's very unique. But really, I so very, I don't know the right word. It can be applied <laughs> in so many different ways. Diverse. Um, which is really great. I mean, with the potential that you could craft your career to be so many different things. Mm -hmm. But I think that still brings me back to whether it's like a life coach, a mentor, counselor, someone that's like helping to empower you where you feel short-sighted when it yes. comes to mm -hmm. having that courage to pivot or really thinking that your dreams are possible or these things that feel tangential to what you were told is the the path to take like these things can happen you know sometimes you yeah. need that person that's like we've seen it it, it can happen yeah and, you know even if you haven't seen an exact cookie cutter example of what you want mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you can't be successful and i say all that like a going through that and be knowing how terrifying it can be yes. to make that a reality especially when like finances and life and you know all these things play into it yeah yeah, yeah being able to someone else who's not so locked into the i got an architecture degree so now i have to be an architect kind of mindset mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. would be helpful mm -hmm. that's all i was trying to say yeah <laughs> Read the whole thing already. I just started well, I just read chapter. My parts. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll go back and read other people, but I was... Well, no, 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 it's about you. It's about (laughs) you. I want to know what my... I, so you did all There's the, a lot. you it's did like the bad. oppositions and conjunctions and all that. My moon is really fucking good. So my I was, moon is all negative. <laughs> oh, oh wow. no! There are no positive relationships in so my So I was moon. reading about the moon last night, which is, I didn't really understand how the moon played a part in my own life. And we both are moons in Sagittarius. My, but not <laughs> I was reading more about it and I don't, I haven't learned as much about my moon yet, but I was learning that it can represent like your family dynamics and what those oh, brought into your life. It was interesting. It's very There's interesting. Whatever, I can't remember what my conjunction with whoever is. I can't and my look sun at and moon are, good. they can't see each other. There's a lot <laughs> Which explains a lot. <laughs> They are, they're on different teams and they can't see each other. <laughs> so they don't understand. Oh, no. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I mean, my Capricorn yeah. son loves order, loves routines, loves to be in charge, head down, work hard. And my Sagittarius moon is just like is Capricorn Earth chaos. Side? Yeah, Sagittarius. We love chaos. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... I love both. And it's like a flip of a switch. Yeah. <laughs> Which explains, yeah, like so many things. Why I make decisions without fully considering things. and It's funny to me because I figured, like, when I've seen that um, with some friends, it's like, you just get tired of that, like, over-control and just, like, things have to be a certain way or I'm going to plan things out to a T. Yeah. And so it's like a 180 where you're just like, forget it. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm doing it. And that's how it plays out in my life mm-hmm. is... I need to break out of the... It's the need for freedom and no rigidity, which, like, part of myself wants and another part of me doesn't want. So we're kind of always battling. Oh, yikes. And... And sometimes the Sagittarius moon just wins out, and I'm like, okay, we're getting a dog. We don't know how it's going to work out. Will we go back to work in a couple weeks? I don't know. But (laughs) But I tell myself, it doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. And that's, like, the chaos side of me, like... No yeah. rules, we'll figure it I out. I highly relate to that part of you. I'm also an it makes sun, like, which is also not organized. Yeah. So I'm double, double fire chaos. Oh, yeah, because Sag is fire. Yeah, so my earth wins out most of the time. But that fire moon. It's so bad. I can, I'm going to, like, look at it when I go visit, But it literally is, like, all the conjunction I have, it's, like, trauma, trauma, trauma. And I'm like, okay. And it relates to family stuff. No happiness. I'm know? like, yep, you got it. Okay. Mine said okay. something Thank about you, Mr. You, Moon. I was like, you probably had family that was like super religious, and I was like, oh. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> you know might be right. Yeah. yeah it, it is fascinating. I'm excited <sighs> to read about the rising sign. It's interesting how in each person's chart, depending on how things are laid out, different parts are more important than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have so much in Capricorn, so it's obviously the most important. Like, my rising my... doesn't conjunct with anything. It doesn't trine with anything. Yeah. Whatever they're called. Like this. Yeah. My it's moon is not is... super strong in my chart, but it does. it is there. Yeah. What else? Oh, I did this week. Guys, I don't think either of you watch Atlanta, do you? No, oh, 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 okay, okay, I have Dude. watched, like, four episodes of season one, it's fantastic, Dude. Donald Glover, okay. huge fan, like I said before, finish it, yes, three years behind everything, I'm pretty sure, so I watched all of season one in, like, 
2019, which was like, I think it came out in 2018. Season two. Set the stage. Watched it this week. Three and a half years after it came out. Finally watched it. Set the stage. What is Uh, this? Amazing. It's called Atlanta. It's set in Atlanta. Oh. Um, It's Donald Glover's, (laughs) like, Earn. He's, like, this, like, black boy. And, like, a lot of the... Not a boy. He's like, I'm sorry. I guess I'll let her go. At the beginning, a lot of it's about, like... So he, like, went to Princeton. and, And then his cousin is Albert, who's, like, a rapper. And then he, like... Earn's life kind of falls apart, and then he becomes Albert slash Paperboy is his name. He becomes his, like, manager and all their shenanigans, and then Earn has a girlfriend on and off called Vanessa, and Vanessa is everything. <laughs> and then Albert also has a friend named Darius, who at the beginning, season one, didn't love Darius. Season two, Darius is the best human being in the world. Love him so much. I can't remember the actor's name, but we just saw him. And he was in Judas Ooh. and the Black Messiah. Yes. He was the, like, undercover yes. Love guy him. in Judas and the Black Love Messiah. Him. Anyway, so it's about Atlanta and, like, black culture in Atlanta. Cool. And it stars all, it's, like, an all-black cast. Um, so, first of all, just as a white person from very white suburbs of Indianapolis. Sure. It was fascinating to watch because I've never been to Atlanta. I've heard of some Lakeith things. Stanfield. About, thank you, Lakeith Stanfield. I'm so, so in love with him. So much swooning. Here so much is so season two. Okay, but basically, watch season two. I watched season one and loved it. Or, like, enjoyed it. And I was like, sure, I'll watch it again. I don't binge things. Season two I watched in two days. There are 30-minute episodes, and there's only 10 of them. So okay. It wasn't, it's like, just, a long bitch. It so is so amazing. The directing style is awesome. I wrote down his name. Because I love his work. What can we watch this on? Hulu. Hulu. On Hulu. Okay. Hiro Meraki is the name of the director okay. for, like, the majority of the episodes. Amazing. Love every moment of it. Is Donald Donna Glover is... Is he the creator? Yeah. Okay. And I'm pretty sure he also writes and produces and does everything. Donna Glover is the fantastic <laughs> at everything he does. But... Yeah, everything I just this season, and like <laughs> Vanessa really. is just like there was one episode, season four. The title is Helen, and it was so fascinating to watch because like the actress herself is um, the actress, and then also the person she plays on the show mm-hmm. are mixed race, mm-hmm. half black, half German. Mm-hmm. And so like she's fluent in German, hmm. and like goes to this German festival, and it's like her at this German festival in Georgia. She brought Ern with her, and, like, Ern was dragging his feet. I don't love Ern so much this <laughs> But it was, like, her and then, like, one of her other friends who is mixed-race German, and then a bunch of white people. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, so fun to watch, like, this festival, and, like, it's so cringy at times. So, like, there's a character in Germany who I can't, I can't even begin to tell you his name or anything about him, but he dresses up in blackface. So, like, oh, boy. people came up to Ern and thought he was in blackface. Oh, no. They were in good costume, and they touched him, and they were like, oh, my God, you're not in blackface. They, and they touched just, him? Oh, God. And then they, like, see their faces, they realize, like, what the fuck they just did. And then, oh, but it's fascinating because Ern is also, like, super pissed off to be here, but Vanessa's like, look, you don't, under, like, this is half of my culture, too. Right. Like, yes, I'm black, but I'm also half, like, German, speak German, lived in Germany. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is also half of me. I need you to respect that. But then it was, like, a whole big battle. And it was just really 
fun to watch because I feel like, again, as a white person mm -hmm. who has no huge authority talking about any of this yeah. stuff, a lot of what I see in like TV is people who are mixed race are portrayed as like struggling with their identity because sure, they don't sure, belong sure. anywhere. Mm -hmm. That's not how they portrayed it at all. Like Vanessa was very confident in who she was and where she belonged and like was fine with that. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice to see that perspective. Right. And then, okay, oh my god, Darius yes. in season, not season, episode six. I can't remember the name of the Should episode. We be spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler from three years ago, in case you didn't watch it. Also, they just started filming season three and four yes. to come out. And then it's done. It's going to come out, I think season three is coming out in the fall, and season four is coming out next year, and then it's done. Oh, Found that out very excited, but <laughs> episode four is like, Teddy Perkins. Okay. Oh, oh, I have <laughs> I have never, the show is like, I don't even know how to describe it. I guess like a dramedy. It's not a drama. It's not a comedy. I, it's okay, just, I, I guess it's a drama I sometimes. I insecure. In, yeah. in many of shows, and I don't know how to classify it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you'll see, like, drama slash Big comedy. Big insecure but, vibes. But it just feels like different. the genre is, like, real life. Yeah. yeah like, drama it's fictional real life. <laughs> but, oh my god, spoiler alert. I was sitting there for 20 minutes with my hands clasped, did not know what to do, did not see it coming. Darius then goes to pick up the piano from a guy, and then it like turns into a whole like terrifying thing. That whole episode was amazing, and I'm not gonna say more than yeah, that. Yeah. But like, but you, you need to watch <laughs> it. But also, um, the guy who he picks up the piano from is clearly someone who like went through skin bleaching, Ooh. and it's played. Found this out so much later. Cannot see it, but it's played by Donald Glover yeah. in, in like. Case. Sorry, I Yeah, and the prosthetics <laughs> and white face. Yeah. But also, it was the creepiest looking guy. It, like, I literally, when I, like, two minutes in the episode, I was like, okay, this is going to be a scary episode if just because I'm going to have to keep looking at this guy's face. Mm -hmm. And he has a terrifying face. <gasps> but then I got on a whole, like, deep dive into skin bleaching because mm -hmm. I was like, is that still a thing? And I didn't know. And then there, apparently, Sammy Sosa, I didn't even know really? this, Sammy Sosa. Oh, look up Sammy Sosa and the pink hat. It's part of the episode they bring it up too. But he's skin bleached. And then I just went a whole deep dive about skin bleaching. Hmm. I didn't and know that. That was fast. Me oh, neither. Yeah. It's so huge. Also, I found out like hydroquinone. Yes. I didn't know that was being like my company sells that, but that's just in a lot of like normal skincare products. But I didn't know that like. There's skin bleaching stuff in a bunch of our products. Didn't know that. Oh, in like normal everyday. Is it like, like normal everyday? Is it like products brightening? Yeah, because it's supposed oh, to yeah. clear your complexion or whatever. Interesting. But man, there's. A, I just you have to watch it. You have to watch yeah. it. Yeah, so good. To be continued. <laughs> Any so final good. statements? Well, this is the first episode that we're ever recording. We will see if it ever hits the. I, I think know, it went. Day. Day. I think it went pretty well. Yeah, but you know, we did jump around a little. Yeah. So you know, but this. but I think in future in future episodes we'll prepare a little bit more. I mean, well, we hope you enjoy it. At the moment, yeah, 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 I think it's great. We're kind of you know this podcast kind of spurred out of the idea of. A variation of a book club where everyone's kind of coming and just sharing what they're 
what they've read or consumed that week or whatever. And so we're kind of learning as we go on the format here and we're trying to figure out, we, we want the conversation to be authentic, but we're also good friends in real life. So we're, you know, we're, we're going through the motions on this. So, you know, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. If you have anything that's inspiring you or bringing you joy that you want to share with us, please send us an email at wrdpod at gmail.com. Maybe we'll feature you on the pod. And follow us on Instagram at wrdpod as well. If you're looking for more information, you can find all of our show notes and more on our website, whatyoureadanddo.com. Music for this podcast was created by Kalindo. You can follow him on Instagram at the Real Kalindo. Stay inspired and we'll see you next week.